Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 38 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to follow Paul on his second missionary journey. And we will see this in three parts. First, come over and help us, which we find in Acts 15, verse 16, and Acts 16. Then, to the unknown God, which we find in Acts 17. And finally, Paul in Corinth, which we find in Acts 18, verse 1 through 22. So, Paul's second missionary journey, and we begin with come over and help us in Acts 15 verse 36 through Acts 16. Paul and Barnabas are discussing to go on a second missionary journey to visit the brethren, the churches that they have established during their first missionary journey. But their beginning and their planning begins very sad because there is a disagreement between them. Because at this time Barnabas desires to take John Mark along. This is that John Mark who left them during the first missionary journey. And therefore Paul does not want to take John Mark along. How sad when a Christian brothers have a disagreement or an argument. And this disagreement becomes so strong that they decide to go separate ways. Oh, how sad when we see a disagreement amongst the brothers. But then to look higher and to see that God rules over all. He even makes the sin of man to work together for good. Because what do we notice? We notice now that Paul will take Silas along and go his way. Barnabas will take John Mark along and go his way. So we have two missionary teams that will go out in different directions to spread the gospel. But we will only follow Paul and Silas. And we see that then Paul goes to Lystra, 
And there in Lystra he meets a young man named Timotheus. Uh, Timotheus' mother was a Jewess, but his father was a Greek, which is very sad when they are a mixed couple, uh, because now what is Timotheus? Well, Timotheus has also followed his mother and is a believer, a disciple. And so Paul desires to take him along on his missionary journey. But before he does that, he has Timotheus circumcised. Now you would ask, why? I didn't think the Christians needed to be circumcised. Well, they don't. But Paul wanted uh, to be sure that the Jews would not be offended. And so he had Timotheus circumcised before he uh, takes him along. And then uh, Paul is uh, desiring uh, to go into Asia uh, to uh, visit the churches and to bring the gospel. But we read that the Spirit hindered him. Uh, the Spirit would not allow Paul to go into Asia. But as uh, Paul now has come uh, to Troas, he is at the coast. Uh, then there in the night he receives a vision. He sees a man of Macedonia calling unto him, Come over and help us. Oh, Paul is sure that the Lord is calling him to go into Macedonia. And so he makes all the preparations to sail across to Macedonia. And you would think then Paul would be expecting someone to meet him uh, because the vision is of a man calling. But Paul comes and there is no one there. And yet Paul uh, goes on believing that the Lord has called him uh, to work in Macedonia. And so he travels uh, to the capital city, uh, to Philippi. And there he is uh, for several days. And in Philippi uh, there is no synagogue. There are only a few, a handful, we would say, who feared God. And when the Sabbath came, Paul inquired where he could find those people. And then he finds them at meeting at the riverside. That is where they gathered on the Sabbath to make prayer and to search the scriptures. And so there is only a handful of women that are gathered there. Uh, so there is not a Christian church, but a few Jewish women. And one of those is Lydia. Uh, she is a seller of purple. Uh, she does business in this city. Uh, but uh, she uh, worships God. And she has gathered with the others at the riverside. And now when Paul speaks the gospel, when he speaks of Jesus Christ, then Lydia's heart is opened to receive that word. Oh, then she believes and she desires to be baptized. And then she takes Paul into her house. She wants Paul to stay there for some time. She wants to hear more and learn more. And so while Paul is in Philippi, as he walks over the streets, there is a young girl who walks behind him, crying out, 
These men are the servants of the Most High God. They show the way of salvation. Oh, this girl is filled with an evil spirit, and she is a fortune teller. And she earned much money for her masters by her fortune telling. But when Paul hears her, then Paul is grieved. Paul does not want the people of the city to think that he is any way associated with this girl with an evil spirit and fortune telling. No, he wants the people to know that he is a messenger of the Most High God. And so he turns to this girl and he says to the spirit, come out of her. And immediately that evil spirit came out. Oh, when the masters of this girl now see that their source of income is gone, they become angry and they catch Paul and Silas and they bring them to the magistrates, to the rulers of the city. And they say to them, these Jews are troubling our city. They are teaching customs that are not lawful for the Romans. And when the magistrates hear this, they beat Paul and Silas, and they cast them into prison. Oh, Paul and Silas are not discouraged. They know that it is through much tribulation, but their hope is in God. And so even at midnight, we may hear Paul and Silas praying and singing praises to God. And they sing out loud so that all the prisoners could hear. Maybe even the jailer heard them sing. And then during that night, an earthquake shook that prison and the doors of the prison were opened. Oh, when the jailer sees this, oh, then he is afraid that the prisoners have fled and he grabs his sword and he is about to kill himself. When Paul sees this, he cries out, do yourself no harm. We are all here. Oh, this jailer then comes to Paul and Silas. He is trembling of fright, of fear, but also of the unknown. And he falls down before Paul and Silas. And he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So he has heard that Paul and Silas bring a different message. And now Paul may speak to this jailer and he says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Oh, that struck the heart of this jailer. He took Paul and Silas with him. He took them to his house where he washed their wounds and he gave them food. Then Paul spoke. He instructed the jailer and his household about the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the jailer and his household were baptized, oh, then the jailer had to bring Paul and Silas back to prison. It was not his right to let them go. No, he had to bring them back. And the next morning, the magistrates send a message to the jailer and say, let Paul and Silas go. But then Paul says, no, they have beaten us uncondemned being Romans publicly. And now they want to let us go quietly. Paul says, no, 
tell them that they must come to let us go themselves. Oh, you can imagine how afraid those magistrates were when they heard that Paul was a Roman. Oh, they had done something wrong. They could get into trouble for this. And so they went and took Paul and Silas out of prison and desired them to leave the city. No, they did not want Paul and Silas to stay there. They wanted them to leave. And so Paul and Silas returned to the house of Lydia for the night. And then the brethren sent them off and they left to go to Athens. And that brings us to part two, the unknown God in Acts 17. Because Paul and Silas now first travel to Thessalonica, and there they remain for a three Sabbath days, teaching in the synagogue unto the Jews, explaining the scriptures, how that Christ must have suffered, died, and is risen again, as so that there is forgiveness of sin for all those who believe in Jesus Christ. And many Jews believed, but the most of them were moved with envy and opposed Paul and Silas. And so Paul and Silas had to leave Thessalonica, and they traveled to Berea. And there they again speak to the Jews in the synagogue, and these Jews were more noble than others. They did not immediately reject what Paul and Silas said. No, they searched the scriptures to see if it was true. But Paul and Silas could not stay there very long because those Jews of Thessalonica have followed them and are stirring up the people and are driving them away. And so then Paul goes to Athens. And as he walks through the streets of Athens, this is a city filled with hundreds of idols for every possible God. And they are even so afraid that they have missed one God that there is an idol with the inscription on there to the unknown God. And now in Athens, Paul also begins to speak in the synagogues, but he also meets the people on the market square. And there he is preaching the resurrection of the dead through Jesus Christ. Oh, when the people hear this, they say, we would like to hear more about this strange doctrine. So they arrange for a meeting in the public square, Mars Hill is what it is called. And there they set Paul on the hill and he may speak to the multitude. And then Paul begins. He says, as I walked through your streets, I saw the idol to the unknown God. Well, that is the God that I preach to you. That is the God whom that made heaven and earth. That is the God that gives life to all things. But that God will also come again to judge the world. As Jesus Christ was risen from the dead, so all men shall rise from the dead. Oh, many mocked when they heard this, because they did not believe 
in the resurrection of the dead. But there were others who wanted to hear more. But Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. And we see that in the third part, Paul in Corinth, which we find in Acts 18, verse 1 through 22. And there we see that Paul goes to stay in the house of Aquila and Priscilla. Aquila was a disciple, but he was also a tent maker. Now that was also Paul's trade. So now Paul could live with them and he could work with them to provide for his livelihood. And then in Corinth, Paul again went from Sabbath to Sabbath to the synagogue. But very soon the Jews opposed him and even blasphemed against the doctrine he preached. Then Paul sh shook his raiment off and he said, Your blood be upon you. I am clean of your blood. From now on I will turn to the Gentiles. And so Paul continued in Corinth because God came to him during the night with a vision and spoke to him and said, Paul, be not afraid, be of good courage. I am with you. I have much people in this city. And so Paul stays in Corinth for a year and six months to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And many believed and were baptized. And a Christian church grew in Corinth. But now Paul leaves Corinth and he travels to Ephesus. And although the people in Ephesus wanted Paul to stay there to preach to them, Paul says, no, I must go to Jerusalem. I want to observe the feast in Jerusalem. And so the feast of Pentecost is coming up and Paul is determined to go there. But he promises to the people of Ephesus, I will return. And we will see that in his third missionary journey. But now the question would arise, why was Paul so determined to go to Jerusalem for the feast of the Jews? And then we must always remember that although Paul was a Christian, yet he remained a Jew, his nationality just like we are Canadian Christians or we are Chinese Christians, so Paul was a Jewish Christian. And so he still observes the feasts of the Jews, but also because he still understands the meaning of those feasts. They have been fulfilled in Jesus Christ, but yet he observes them to remember God's deeds, God's grace, for lost sinners. May it also be for us. Thank you.